We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks for Sports Illustrated over on Fan Nation. Today, we got a little bit of a quick hitter style of episode. We're hitting you with our Oregon football recruiting update. It is Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. The Ducks just resumed spring practice yesterday, knocking out their third of 15 spring practices. But we all know that there's a grind on the field and there's a grind off the field with that being the recruiting trail for the Ducks and head coach Dan Lanning as they work to pick up some steam in the 2023 recruiting rankings. I know a lot of fans I've been seeing on, on Twitter kind of and social media just talking about how they're a little concerned that the Ducks haven't done more from a recruiting standpoint. But I think as they work towards the spring game, we could definitely see some, some results there and a lot of guys uh, to keep an eye on. And I'm going to talk about a couple of them in, in this video. Got a couple big targets that we're going to mention and hit on as far as updates for them. But before I get into that, just want to quickly ask you guys a favor. You know how it goes. Follow me on Twitter at mtorresports, and you can find the Ducks Dish podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and here on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Torres. If you guys are watching on YouTube, kindly take a second and just subscribe to the channel. Real quick favor for us, and it is a tremendous help, and smash that like button. So with all that being said, let's get into it. The first update that I want to hit on today is the Ducks are waiting on a decision from a big-time prospect in the class of 2022, one of the few recruitments that are still going uh, right now as we are about to head into the month of April. So that is, of course, Lebius LT Overton out of Milton High School in Alpharetta, Georgia. I have his 247 Sports profile here on the screen. He's a six foot four and a half. 265-pound defensive lineman. He's rated a five-star prospect, .9906 on the 247 Sports Composite, number 18 player in the country. And something to keep in mind here, people, he was originally in the 2023 class, and he reclassified, and he's still that highly ranked, which is pretty crazy. So the Ducks are still in the running for him, as well as Josh Connerly, a five-star offensive lineman out of Rainier Beach. His announcement coming on April 8th. But the big update, as I mentioned, with Overton is – his decision, and that's going to be coming on April 1st at 12 p.m. Pacific on ESPN2 during the Geico High School Basketball Nationals. I'm going to throw some highlights on the screen here. 
All right. So yeah, LT Overton, what can we say here? So it's been reported that he's going to be enrolling at the school of his choice in the summer. He did get out for an official visit to Oregon earlier this month, but I think one thing that's kind of working against the Ducks here is that he did take two visits since his time in Eugene, that being to his in-state school, Georgia, and then out to Texas A&M. And he was actually born in College Station, so that's another little tidbit in this recruitment. And I think with the timing of these visits, it looks on the surface as if Texas A&M is going to be the favorite. I'm seeing him as the favorite on a couple of different recruiting outlets. I think on three and two, four, seven, both have Texas A&M as the favorite right now, but for Oregon, they do have kind of an ace up their sleeve. I don't know if I'd go as far as calling it that. Let me, let me backtrack it a little bit, but with a guy like this, this highly rated coming out of the Southeast, the ducks have traditionally been viewed as a long shot, right? That's nothing new here, but Maybe we see the we see Oregon pull off the surprise upset and, and grab him because they have Dan Lanning as the new head coach here in Eugene. I know that Overton built a great relationship with Lanning during his time as the defensive coordinator on Kirby's smart staff out there in Athens. So I'm not saying I expect him to come to Oregon, but I think that Dan Lanning's definitely keeping Oregon here in contention. But for Texas A&M, can you imagine if he goes to Texas A&M with their, incre- their incredible Hall just has a recruiting class, but all the attention is really on the defensive line because they have a bunch of really, really solid prospects there. Uh, Anaya White, I know he's a big-time prospect as well. So he's someone to keep an eye on uh, in that in that class. So Texas A&M, really, really good. But the other schools that were reportedly in the running for Overton, who's going to, looks like it's going to be a package deal with his brother, his older brother, Micaiah Overton, the Liberty defensive line transfer. Uh, we had Oregon, Georgia, AM, and then Ohio State and Oklahoma were also in the mix. He's taking trips to all those schools, but he's reportedly canceled trips to Ohio State and Oklahoma. So it looks like it's down to final three of Georgia, AM, and Oregon at this time in his recruitment. But AM has the recruiting momentum. They got the last visit. Georgia's the in-state school, and they're coming off of a national championship. But Oregon has Dan Lanning and a pretty solid staff that he's assembled around him, both on the field and as far as far as recruiting goes, a lot of talented recruiters. So I think you can't count the Ducks completely out of this one, but still some some worthy news to pass along. All right, we're going to talk about another prospect here on the Ducks Dish podcast, but we will do that on the other side of the ad break. So stick around so you don't miss that. And we'll see you right after this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Duck's Dish podcast, coming to you from Eugene, Oregon, here on Wednesday, March 30th. The next guy that we're going to talk about is... 2023 five-star defensive end, Mateo Uyunga Lele. This is definitely a name that a lot of Oregon fans have been familiar with for quite some time now. He's a guy who a lot of people just kind of talk about him because he's DJ Uyunga Lele's brother, the Clemson quarterback. But man, Mateo has blazed a trail all for himself. He has made a name for himself on the recruiting trail as one of the very best players in the country and one of the very best players in California. You can see there on your screen his 247 sports recruiting profile. He's ranked a five-star, like I mentioned, rated .9906 overall, 20th overall player in the country, number two edge, number three player in California with 20 recruited offers. But as I said, this is a very highly contested recruitment. But I spoke with Uyunglele on Wednesday, that's today, for the latest recruiting updates for him. And it looks like we might be getting a little bit of clarity here in Uyunglele's recruitment since the calendar year turned to 2022. He's been taking some trips, but a lot of those trips have been close to home. Uh, The main ones that we want to talk about here, of course, being to USC and Oregon. He's already visited both those schools twice since this new year. And he's gone out to USC most recently over this past weekend to watch spring practice. And then he was out at Oregon, out here in Oregon, in Eugene in January when they had that huge recruiting weekend to close out the month of January right before the dead period. You'll remember that was the weekend that uh, that Nico was on campus, who has since committed to Tennessee, obviously. Another prospect that was on campus that weekend was uh, Leona Lifau. That was a, a Hawaiian linebacker that I talked about recently here on this YouTube channel and on the podcast. So it was a big recruiting weekend and the Ducks are still full steam ahead in this recruitment. Let me throw some highlights on here with Uyunglele to just get us a little bit more up to speed on this big time prospect out of St. John Bosco in Bellflower, California. So uh, it was a two day visit to Oregon earlier this month. For Uyunglele, he came out to Eugene, like I mentioned. Both of his parents have been to Oregon with his dad coming with him on the trip earlier in January. And then uh, I believe his, I mean, I can't remember which one it was. We, we talked about it, but I, I, I'm confusing myself a little bit. But case in point, both of his parents have been to Oregon. So they've met the staff and they see everything that's going on, which is good for Oregon. Mateo was telling me that he likes the Oregon staff a lot. He's impressed by what Lanning's done at Georgia. And he's also related to play, relatable to players. He was telling me how it's kind of cool how Landing's a younger head coach and he's kind of in that in that middle area um, as far as you know age wise goes. And I think that there's an excitement factor for for this one with with Landing being 
a first-year head coach at Oregon. I think some people are quick to talk about the negatives that that come with being a first-year coach at a big-time program that has high expectations like Oregon. But I've seen it over social media. Some people say, you know, you got to give him a shot at some point. Someone had to be that first school to give Lanning this first shot. And Oregon said, why not us? So back on Uyunglele's recruitment, as far as we have the staff relations with Dan Lanning, he also thinks very highly of Tosh Lupoy, the new defensive coordinator for Oregon. He thinks highly of him for a variety of reasons, but he pointed to his NFL experience as well as his time spent at Alabama. Mateo also said that the Oregon program just in general is going to be interesting, right? That goes for pretty much any West Coast product. He was telling me that Oregon's going to be good no matter who the coaching staff is. They've been consistent for a while now. So I think, you know, double that out of proportion, but I think we can kind of get what he means there as far as Oregon establishing itself as a top brand in college football. So the Ducks are in a great spot there with Mateo. Uh, no, no plans right now to get back on campus as far as he told me, but there are a couple other trips that I might be talking about that are on the horizon for him, but we got to talk about USC. I know this is an Oregon podcast, but Hey, we got USC in the running for one of Oregon's top recruits in the 2023 class. So we got to talk about it. You know, maybe people think about this. Maybe people will take this next point as a no duh, but we have some similar situations at Oregon and USC. Sure, Oregon has had more on-field success recently, but both these programs have new coaches coming in, right? Dan Lanning, Lincoln Riley, and both of them have assembled very strong staffs. The the other coach that he pointed to as far as having a strong relationship at USC is Coach Nua, the defensive line coach who comes over from Michigan. He said that they had a strong relationship previously, and, and that has only progressed more or less, and that he thinks that Riley is going to turn the program around. As far as the schools that are showing him the most love and, and recruiting him the the hardest right now, it looks like it's taking a little bit of shape here because he mentioned five schools in particular. He said USC, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, and Clemson are some of the schools that are showing him the most love. He also said a few other schools, but didn't go into detail as far as which ones those were. So where is he at in the recruiting process? The thing that's unique about Mateo, obviously he's a top level player, really among the the nation's best, as I've mentioned, but he's been in the recruiting process for a lot longer than most of these recruits in the 2023 class, right? Because he went on a lot of these visits to these top tier programs with his older brother, DJ, when he was a recruit in the class of 2020. So he's been to Oregon multiple times, obviously been to USC, but he's been to some of these blue blood programs like the Alabamas, like the Georgias, like Clemson. So I think that's another little interesting side note. But um, let's see, where was I going to go here? Don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm working on slowing myself down on these podcasts because sometimes I just get riled up and excited and I don't know what I'm saying. So where does he stand in the recruiting process? That's what I was getting to. There's no timeline for a decision right now, but he did he did say this as far as his timeline trying to narrow down where I want to go, kind of difficult, but I'm getting there. He told me that it's looking like he's probably going to be taking his official visits during the summer, but he's not totally sure yet. And what are some of the things that he's looking for at his next stop? And what's going to be important for Uyunglele as he navigates making this big decision? He's saying he's looking at a variety of factors at his next stop. He's looking for player development. He's looking for who's going to be his position coach. How's that relationship been cultivated? The program as a whole and that 
looks at both the reputation that it holds, what kind of history do we see at these programs, as well as what's the direction? What's the, what's the future of the program look like? Which is something that I think, I'm not saying it's hard to sell at USC or Oregon. Um, I think that's something that would be interesting. Maybe leave me a comment on what you think about the future of Oregon and USC. I know a lot of people are going to say that that future at Oregon certainly looks bright, and I would agree with them as far as the talent that they have on the roster and the coaching staff that they've developed. I think the, the future looks bright in USC, uh, at USC rather, but I think that we kind of have to temper expectations, right? You can put me in that crowd of, of college football uh, college football fans that think that it's going to take a little bit to turn things around in Los Angeles. Look at the trench play that they've had in the past couple of years, uh, but looks like they're trying to shore that up a little bit with Josh Connerly, who was recently there for an official visit. All right, and then the other, the last thing I wanted to wrap up on here, where is Uyunglele headed next? He's, he was just at USC over the weekend, like I mentioned, was recently at Oregon at the beginning of the month but he's going to be heading east for his next three visits. He's got spring visits planned to Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson, which makes a lot of sense, right, when you think about the, the schools that are showing him the most love, that are recruiting him the hardest right now. He was telling me about, I think it was Ohio State, that that was going to be a spring game visit, and he's never been to a game there. So we already know how, how fans are in Columbus, how they pack the shoe so that's going to be a big visit, no doubt. And he's already been to all these schools. So he's kind of just looking to feel things out, right? How do they practice? What's it like around the coaches? Things like that. So that's kind of where we stand uh, with Oregon football recruiting. Just to, like I said, a quick little episode here on March 30th, 2022. Ducks hit the practice field again tomorrow on Thursday. Uh, I'll be out there shooting some photos for us <clears throat> at Ducks Digest. And we'll have all your practice coverage there. And then I think Nick Batty is going to be out there with me as well. One of our student intern reporters at Ducks Digest. So really fun to be back out there on the field. Uh, if you guys aren't already, definitely follow me on Twitter at mtourissports where I post updates from practice, photos, pressers. So you can hear what Lanning's saying, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, what the players are saying. Tomorrow we're supposed to talk to Tosh Lapoy and some linebackers on the Oregon defense. So definitely plenty to be excited about there as the Ducks hit spring practice number four, but that's all we have for this one. You guys, uh, please show the shows, show the show some love by sharing it with your friends, your family, other duck friends, other duck friends and fans. I don't know why that one always ties me up, but I don't want to ramble here too much. You guys, uh, just wanted to give you some quick recruiting updates for the ducks. That'll do it for us on this episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in wherever you are and however you tuned in, and we will see you in the next episode.